0: Hello, welcome back to AD News with your hosts, Marcos and Rufus. We're back finishing up the other part of episode 29. Here with episode 30 now. We'll get started in just a moment. As always, find us on Twitter, and Patreon, whatever you want to do. We're also sticking to the previous format for episode 29. With periodic breaks on our end that are kind of like ad breaks, but no one's paying us, so you won't hear anything. Ad I list, think breaks. real ad list breaks. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like to go potty and snack. Not like always simultaneously, but
1: sometimes. But sometimes simultaneously. I was going to say.
0: <laughs> oh, i gotta close my door. Speaking of first break.
1: All right. Yes. So. In the previous episode, if you're if you're coming in on this one, we talked about the January 6th hearings. We talked about I'm
0: coming in this one.
1: <laughs> this one being <laughs> I don't I don't know. <laughs> Your dad. We talked about Roe v. Wade. We talked about recent House and Senate shenanigans. We talked about Biden's ups and downs, mostly downs. Yeah. So do you want to, Rufus, you got the lead on a story?
0: I do. My sources tell me, Google, that I do want to kind of open up this. It's a weirder one for me. It's like a local news story from a story that happened in DFW, North Texas specifically. Basically, a dude's with his wife and kid at Dillard's when one of the employees basically dropped uh, some slurs directed at the 10-year-old specifically. Wow. Yeah. I've not heard and this And the video, yeah, the video apparently went semi-viral online, like TikTok and stuff. Because Someone was recording the dad confronting the store employee. And my main issue with this is that the article specifically, let me pull this one up. They're obviously celebrating the dad. They do, these stories tend to do a lot of work, not necessarily stating what happened was a bad thing. They, which is not always necessary, of course, but you know, sometimes it'd be nice for a CBS to just say, hey, saying slurs is bad. Yeah. This is the villain of of our story. Yeah. (laughs) They have, they literally just don't do that, they don't state those things because That is a hardline opinion, and they don't give those, unless that opinion is referring to our last episode. You shouldn't help homeless people by protecting them from cops. Yeah. But the video gained a huge amount of following and like praise, because the father basically responds very, very calmly, overly calmly. He lays out why, why he, the guy did was wrong. Yada, yada, yada. And that's pretty much just how it ends. He states very clearly that he's a bad person, and that his kids shouldn't have to deal with racism. All this is true and accurate. And it's nice that he did that. It's good because, by all rights, he should have beat that old white man's ass. Yeah, um, well, within his rights, too. CBS <laughs> kept playing it up. It, had, it felt a lot like when everyone was saying Martin Luther King went protest or he wouldn't break he wouldn't burn down buildings and stuff he did it the right way and that's what they're portraying this as is he did this the right way you instead of he just did this
1: his way a way yeah Uh, the right way (laughs) yeah
0: he he decides like the prophet muhammad his religion is why he didn't freak out also he was in front of his kid still the kid was still there
1: yeah which Uh, it's insult to injury to re-traumatize your kid like that by Beating somebody's <laughs> ass yeah.
0: <laughs> I think it would be cool, but I'm also not a ten year old anymore, right? But I, I just, I don't know. I really, really hated the way some of the phrasing worked out, because it's also not even like a news story, in the sense that it's not like a special event. People just go through racism on a daily basis, and it's it's weird that you think everyone who receives oppression and racism should just take it should be That's uh, the right cal- thing to do calm
1: about it yeah
0: yeah uh, almost as if if you respond differently and suddenly you're you also just somewhat bad fault. you earned it yeah. yeah there's a both sides argument now plenty of good people on both sides one of those sides being kkk enthusiasts
1: or at literal nazis do exist, which is something that I apparently had to explain to my youth pastor on Facebook and got blocked for.
0: World War II was like eighty years ago. All those
1: Nazis are dead. My grandfather was actually mistreated by Nazis, so I would know that modern Nazis don't exist. I don't Have know you anything about
0: skinheads or Nazis? prison
1: gigs or the people at January sixth or. <laughs> I'm somehow flying Nazi flags. <laughs> I, yeah, my, what was crazy about that is that my mom, she, so she's not a Republican, but she thinks she is. Cause like I've had her take political right. compass tests and when she answers the questions, she's on the left, but she thinks she's a Republican. Yeah. So she was defending my youth pastor from high school, not knowing that Nazis exist by saying like, well, what you said was mean and you've never said mean things to me like that. And I was like, you've never said there aren't Nazis. (laughs) And she actually started irritating me a little bit. Like, like, well, you know, not everybody like necessarily knows. I was like, Charlottesville was 2017. That was five years for you to have seen a major event where people were flying Nazi flags. Like if you're going to sit there and deny that Nazis exist, like what, I have no fucking reason to talk to you. Because what ground do we have to stand on if you're accosting me for sharing a Bible verse proving that the Old Testament or that Jesus' disciples were communists? And would like you can't even acknowledge that, that there are white supremacists. Like what what the fuck? what's why why should I be nice to you? <laughs> why do I owe them anything if they don't even know that Nazis exist? They won't. They're standing
0: their ground on the idea of Nazis not being real anymore. And therefore, all their other arguments are really kind of untrustworthy. Yeah,
1: well, there's, and, there's and no not just point. arguments. Like, I don't really want to have anything to do with or yeah. have a conversation they're, with somebody converse-
0: It's not worth your time.
1: No, I. I mean, it's like the. I'm. I'm glad that they blocked me. Whenever I started blasting articles about literal Nazis, I, like I don't even know how it's you can say huge that. Like
0: ropes of evidence all over them.
1: Like, like. The like skidheads with swastikas and stuff, like w- with 1488 tattoos and stuff, like they exist. They, they there are like neo Nazi prison gangs. Like, what, what, what do you mean? <laughs> like, the Aryan Brotherhood is active. Like, what do you mean there's no Nazis? And, like, I, I that's what I told my mom. I was like, we literally have a movie with Edward Norton swastika stomping on black people, stopping, <laughs> yeah oh that's what I, I was talking to my my dad today i was taking him to the airport and i was talking about this very thing and he was like i'm pretty sure your mom is soon american history x so i don't really know what she's she's on about <laughs> and yeah i like i was i was getting irritated with it because i was like she was making it sound like i was being like facetious to make a point i was like no i'm not like i'm not like calling fascist nazis these are actual real life Nazis. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like there are also like, fascists who I might also call Nazis sometimes, but that, that doesn't mean there aren't Nazis. <laughs> I'm not
0: exaggerating for effects. This is it's like very I mean, literal.
1: I mean, literal Nazi. It's weird that I have to, like, that I have to. Are you making like me that. say
0: obvious things?
1: Yeah, like, I. I of all the things because normally with religious bride wiggers on my facebook the thing that ends up causing a block is like them spreading nazi content uh like clayton mm-hmm. doing the the white replacement like oh it's it's oh, not yeah. yeah that's what finally caught him a block from me was uh what was it it's not a conspiracy theory that it's really happening i was like you're done years <laughs> and years of taking his shit on Facebook on every post I ever posted. But the moment that you say Nazi shit, you're done. And yeah, but like, I've you're never, expe- bar you said. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I also am like mentally ill. So I argue with everybody online. So I allow them to argue <laughs> with me online. But yeah, no, I have no interest in arguing with Nazis because they should just get punched in the mouth and that's the only interaction I'm interested in with them. But like, I've never had anybody just like seriously unironically say that nazis don't exist and she wrote a book like a book in that comment she was like like about her grandpa and the nazis and i was just like like i can't read that whole thing because you started with the opening line was nazis don't exist anymore (laughs) and now i'm not going to read any of your comments (laughs) You wrote all that for fucking
0: good nothing, for you, or, and then you blocked me. <laughs> good for you, or sorry that happened. I'm not gonna read
1: all that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What were we talking about? Oh, lead with the story about that led us to that. Uh, oh, oh, the was, the slur, right?
0: Yeah, people using slurs and people getting assaulted with racism, and basically don't do anything about it. Yeah, you do big,
1: nice. yeah that's stupid
0: the good thing to do is to talk about it basically and explain why they're wrong which you can also do you say that but kicking their head in
1: speaking of charlottesville i've not heard anything from richard spencer since he got punched in the fucking mouth so right that's all i gotta say about that <laughs> he literally his know, name that's... has not been in national headlines since he got punched in the mouth. <laughs> Like more nazis should get flying drop kicked and then we wouldn't have the issue of nazis you want to get rid of nazis this is how you get rid of nazis
0: add officially endorses violence against nazis absolutely i stand by that statement
1: like i said the only interaction i'm interested in with nazis is punching them in the fucking mouth so unfortunately i can't do that through the internet or it would happen more frequently
0: (laughs) not yet
1: Mark Zuckerberg, give me a way, find to a way beat some Nazis' ass through my phone.
0: Bezos, I'll, I'll give you a freebie if Amazon develops a program, delivering me the Nazis. Specifically- <laughs> they, they think it's a prime delivery
1: and it's just a fucking fist in a box. <laughs> You're just standing there with your fist in a box. Delivery. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: How would you rate your service today? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what's going to save Amazon, morally speaking. That is the only thing they can do.
1: Yeah, I'm tired of sending confetti bombs and and dick candies. (laughs) I want to send a fist in a box. I'll even tell you how it works.
0: It's kind of like portal technology. Basically, <laughs> we both get a box. Inside there's a ring. I shove my fist through that ring.
1: <laughs> An actual Amazon delivery person opens up the box and your fist <laughs> comes through <laughs> it. It's not you at the house, it's your fist in the box. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Work on this.
1: Yeah, so yeah, whatever CIA agent is listening to this. <laughs> these that's just free, have- that's free money <laughs> there it is <laughs> that's, that's on us
0: all yours <laughs> <laughs> our gift you're yeah. welcome <laughs> uh i think that was pretty much all i had to that story yeah i was really sad that i was going to interview and again he was talking about how he he wanted to do this the right way not giving to his anger and again that is all good and as I encourage that, you know, I encourage That's where you want to be. I encourage that.
1: Yeah. Not, not a more. F- everybody is that should not be an for, endorsement yeah, yeah, for yeah.
0: everyone to do that. That is not like, this is the way to fight racism. You should literally be able to fight racism.
1: It's the only way I think it's done. <laughs> like yeah, that's, everybody likes to talk about MLK's peaceful protests, but he's the one that said that uh, riots are the language of the oppressed. So.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and historically, if you're right, just enough, things get fixed. Did you see that the Sri Lankan government officials' houses were getting burned down? No. By protesters? That's
1: awesome. I'll never forget, like, the, during the summer of 2020 when we had our riots going on here, the French were, like, demolishing us in the uh, ability to riot. They were, like, firebombing their cops and shit because they... They passed a law that made it illegal to record cops. They started firebombing cops. (laughs) I was like, everybody was complaining about the target that got fucked up here. I was like, I I literally just saw images of French policemen entirely engulfed in flames.
0: (laughs) Oh man, Uh, I think one of my favorite images from American history will always be that police precinct just engulfed in flames.
1: And the one person standing on the car with the hand in the air. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, yeah, I can't uh, wait man. for that to hit a history book. What a great image. That that picture should have won a Pulitzer. It absolutely should have. Ah,
0: uh, uh, You you got a story?
1: Yeah. So my next section is culture war and other random news stories. I had a couple of stories. One of them was Alex Jones, which we've been over. The yeah the ones that were the misfit stories all are going in the culture war gotcha. sorry sorry Tucker. he's gonna get jealous it's his this is usually his time to shine, but I actually have nothing on him today. I didn't look him up at all i I thought about looking him up, and I was like, I just
0: don't want to see his stupid little face today.
1: yeah he exhausts me i'm I'm tired of listening to his bullshit just to talk about how bullshitty he is, so the guardian once again like i literally i wasn't looking for the guardian but as I was looking for major news stories, The Guardian is the only one consistently reporting on everything. So I sat them quite a bit in this episode, These this pair of episodes. So The Guardian, April 7th. I know it's a, it's a bit back, but it's been a few months since we recorded. Unparalleled in intensity, 1,500 book bans in U.S. school districts. More than 1,500 book bans have been instituted in U.S. school districts in the last nine months, a study found part of a right-wing, right-wing censorship effort described as unparalleled in its intensity. PEN America, a nonprofit organization that works to protect freedom of expression in the United States, scrutinized efforts to ban certain books from school libraries for its Banned in USA report. The organization found that 1,145 books were targeted by right-wing politicians and activists, including the work of Nobel Prize laureate Tony Morrison. The report shows the striking impact of the ongoing effort by conservatives to censor literature in schools. The bans have largely targeted books that focus on race and LGBTQ issues, and a large number of the banned books are written by non-white or LGBTQ authors. PEN America tallied the efforts between the fir- July 1st, 2021 and March 31st of this year in what it said was the first book-by-book distract-by-distract account of what books are being banned, where in the country, and through what procedures. It found that 1,586 books or bans were implemented in 86 school districts across 26 states. This type of data has never been tallied, and quite frankly, the results are shocking, said Jonathan Friedman, director of PEN America's Free Expression and Education. Challenges to books, specifically books by non-white male authors are happening at the highest rates we've ever seen what is happening in this country in terms of banning books in schools is unparalleled in its frequency intensity and success the data confirms that was a specific theme to the that there was a specific theme to the book bans of the banned titles 41% included protagonists or prominent secondary characters who were people of color about 22% of the banned books directly addressed issues of race and racism, while 33% explicitly addressed LGBTQ+ themes or have protagonists or prominent secondary characters who are LGBTQ+. PEN America found that the three most frequently banned titles all are centered on LGBTQ individuals or touch on the topic of same-sex relationships. Gender Queer, a memoir by Maya Kobab has been banned in 30 school districts, while All Boys Aren't Glue by George M. Johnson and Lawn Boy by Jonathan Evison are also among the most targeted. Out of the Darkness by Ashley Hope Perez, a novel about a romance between a Black teenage boy and a Mexican-American girl has been banned in 16 districts. And The Bluest Eye, the story of a young Black girl's experience in 1940s America by Toni Morrison has been banned in 12 districts. This is an orchestrated attack on books whose subjects only recently gained a foothold on school library shelves and in classrooms. We are witnessing the erasure of topics that only recently represented progress towards inclusion. The book censorship has been matched by a wave of right-wing legislation dictating what teachers can and cannot discuss in schools. In March, Florida passed a bill dubbed Don't Say Gay, which forbids instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity in kindergarten through third grade. Some states have also banned discussion of the modern day impact of historical racism in the United States, an issue that has become a hobby horse for Republicans at state and national levels. The censorship has frequently been pushed by conservative groups linked to deep pocketed right wing donors. Groups like Moms for Liberty and Parents Defending Education have all been instrumental in book banning attempts in the United States, often presenting themselves as small grassroots efforts, while in reality they have links to prominent wealthy Republicans. Jesus,
0: I, yeah, I know we talked about this a little bit. Whenever they first started doing book bans and the initial proposed like topics that were going to be forbidden, like that's just fucking insane.
1: Yeah, the data the, that's why. Like I know we've talked a lot about book bans specifically in this segment of culture war on our episodes, but getting the data on how many were either authored by or displayed characters who were minorities. Yeah, that was. Alarming to see the statistics on that. Here's another, like this next article, the other semi-long one that I'll like, it speaks for itself. All I can do is read it because it's another harrowing thing to hear and read. Washington, Washington post July 9th. There are too many mass shootings for us media to cover. News companies are facing an agonizing challenge in a year that has already seen by one count, more than three hundred and twenty mass shootings across the United States, deciding which atrocities warrant on the ground coverage and which don't. There have been too many nights like this, too or sorry, quote, there have been too many nights like this, too many nights when I've stood at crime scenes like this. NBC Nightly News anchor Lester Holt told viewers Tuesday from Highland Park. He flew there a day after an attack at 4th of July Parade, killed seven and wounded dozens, but Holt was providing on the ground coverage of only the deadliest of 14 mass shootings that took place over the holiday weekend. According to a tally by Gun Violence Archive, at least 62 people were shot and 10 killed in Chicago alone, not counting the parade massacre about 30 miles outside the city. There's no checklist per se as to whether we go or don't go, Holt told the Washington Post. When news alerts about High, about the Highland Park shooting interrupted his holiday, he recounted the circumstances alone, a suburban 4th, July 4th parade immediately signaled this would be a major story. As the news unfolded, it became clear we needed to be on the ground. Many journalists have similar triage process, prioritizing shootings based partly on death tolls, partly on subjective sense of horror and shock. Inevitably, that means most do not end up receiving significant national coverage. Reporters went in mass to Buffalo when 10 were killed at a grocery store in May in an attack that targeted Black people, and then to Uvalde, Texas, when 21 were killed at the elementary school less than two weeks later. But a June 4th shooting that killed three and injured around a dozen in Philadelphia's entertainment district received significantly less attention from the national press, as did an attack that left three dead and many injured in Chattanooga, Tennessee, nightclub the next day. I think there are mo- there are moments when it's kind of like a collective earthquake, said Wendy Fisher, an executive who oversees news gathering at ABC News, which sent reporters to Buffalo, Uvalde and Highland Park. You feel these events. They're very shocking. They have particular characteristics. It's not so much a numbers thing. It's kind of like, where did they happen? When did they happen? The randomness of them. It's a collective factor. of, or It's a collective shock factor. There's no universal definition of a mass shooting. The gun violence archive counts any incident in which four or more people are shot or killed not including the attacker the benchmark to deploy washington post reporters to an incident is usually four deaths or more according to amanda erickson a deputy america editor and national desk she said editors monitor social media and local news for early reports and then decide on a coverage plan based on the size and nature of the incident the post can normally get a reporter to the scene within 90 minutes Unfortunately, there are just so many shootings around the country that we have to be smart about using our resources, Erickson said. We can't tell every story. All shootings affect a community, but we look for the impact on a community and beyond it. The reality is that some mass shootings are considered more newsworthy than others. A school shooting is different from a fight that leads to a gunfire, as is a hate crime targeting a specific group or an act of terrorism. Vicki Walton James, NPR's acting managing editor, said shooting stories that rise to the level of national attention are usually attacks targeting people in places where people expect to be safe, such as a church or school, or targeting people of a specific race or religion. And editors have to figure out which can be featured given limited airtime on regular radio broadcasts. There are many other things going on, she said. There's a war in the Ukraine. There's the January 6th hearings. There are these horrific acts of violence. And we are trying to balance them all and give them all coverage they deserve as well as remembering that we need to provide some sense of joy for our audiences there's also an issue of logistics with smaller news operations more limited in journalistic resources pbs news hour for example sent journalists to uvalde and buffalo in may but not to highland park this week partly because many employees were off for the long holiday weekend with mass shootings it does come down to size and horror of scope but it's also the timing and who is available and when we can get there and the resources we are taking away from other stories the mass shooting epidemic is not new although the frequency of shootings has accelerated in the last two years last year was the worst year on record according to gun violence archive i don't remember there was a time where there was this many back to back with little hope that political leaders are on the verge of ending this crisis news organizations are looking for coverage approaches that are more sophisticated than simply running from one massacre to another. ABC News announced last month that a team of correspondents and producers will remain in Uvalde for the next year to provide ongoing coverage as the investigation continues and the community tries to heal. CNN is also establishing a Guns in America beat at the network following the Uvalde shooting. Inevitably, they are criticized anyway. Leland Vittert, Vittert, former Fox News anchor who works for the upstart cable news channel News Nation, used his show on Tuesday to claim that CNN and MSNBC are prioritizing coverage of Highland Park shootings while ignoring routine gun violence in Chicago for socioeconomic and political reasons. Assigning priorities isn't always so easy inside a newsroom. We make a call in the moment, said New York Times editor Mark Lacey. We're not perfect, but we make a call based on how big we think a story is, and that call is based on where it happens. It's not based on who is involved. It's based on how big a human tragedy it was. Then there's the issue of which stories get prominent placement in print. If you cover every shooting on the front page, unfortunately, America's newspapers would just be chronicling shootings every single day. There's, they are so commonplace that we have to raise the bar and feature only the most heinous of shootings, the most deadly and the most awful in these events. But the Times doesn't only deploy reporters after a big mass shooting has taken place. He, Lacey, was especially proud of a story that resulted from sending dozens of times journalists to document gun violence in chicago during memorial day weekend in 2016 when 64 people were shot and killed over three days it was covering a type of shooting event that we sometimes can ignore and i think we have to focus on shootings that may to some feel routine that is morbid beyond reason. yeah that's- like, oh my god not but, only like dark, but like it's not even something I've ever considered in my life before. The management uh, of mass shooting stories and media. Oh god,
0: dang! I don't want to ever be the guy whose job it is to like actually write down what shootings, like criteria for shootings. I don't know.
1: This is like a yeah. really depressing gig. Well, or like. Be the guy who acts as a story of a mass shooting because it's not grotesque enough to cover. Not enough
0: dead kids.
1: Yeah. Also love but, that the Fox News anchor played the socioeconomic race card on the coverage of Uvalde. Oh my god. They really like talking about Chicago because they're racist as <sighs> fuck
0: you you're so obsessed with this one dude who's racist shooting people when other races are also shooting people so it's okay
1: yeah yeah there's uh, why can
0: black men shoot black men but i can't shoot black men but i
1: can, oh. that's that's fox news um, <laughs> <laughs> that was my best interpretation of a fox news anchor um and to continuing a thread of dark stories. Uh, Guardian, July 6th, revealed US water likely contains more forever chemicals than EPA tests show. Guardian analysis of water samples taken in nine US locations show the test agency uses, the test that the Environmental Protection Agency uses is likely missing significant levels of PFAS pollutants. The type of water testing relied on by the U.S. Department or Environmental Protection Agency is so limited in scope that it is probably missing significant levels of those pollutants. The undercount leaves regulators with an incomplete picture of the extent of PFA's contamination and reveals how millions of people may be facing an unknown health risk in their drinking water. The analysis checked water samples from PFA's hotspots around the country with Two types of tests an EPA developed method that detects 30 types of approximately 9,000 PFA compounds, and another that checks for all markers of PFAs. The Guardian found that seven of the nine samples collected showed higher levels of PFAs in water using the test that identified all markers than levels found where water was being tested using the EPA tests, and at concentrations that were as much as 24 times greater. The EPA is doing the bare, quote, the EPA is doing the bare minimum it can, and that's putting people's health at risk. said Kayla Bennett, Policy Director at at Advocacy Group, Public Employees for Environmental Responsibility. I love that there is a test that checks for all PFAs and we use all 9,000 of them. And the Environmental Protection Agency only tests for 30 of those 9,000.
0: That seems like enough. This is fine
1: and and not There's just that there was not more and not just that there was more but that there was 24 times greater concentrations than the epa tests were showing
0: oh you want us to test for all of these things like accurately that's a different department altogether this is, that's not what we do here
1: yeah yeah you think we protect the environment here at the <laughs> environmental protection agency No, you don't understand how the U.S. federal government works. (laughs) We do the opposite of whatever our agency name is. (laughs) Federal Bureau of Investigations, more like Federal Bureau of Covering Up uh, Crimes.
0: (laughs) 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 Wasn't it also just last episode you talked about they're also now limiting what the EPA is even capable of doing as it is?
1: Specifically with emission standards yeah yeah they're defanging what fangs the epa had to enforce emission standards thank you supreme court for that (laughs) because the water wasn't bad enough
0: screw this for the win (laughs) no oh my god i Uh, think we should have more chemicals and gases in the air
1: i also i don't i'm not familiar with the nature of pfas but the fact that the article title Called them quote forever chemicals was why I picked this article for the story. That sounds yucky. I don't like the word forever chemicals.
0: Neither do I. Are they like forever stamps? Can I collect them?
1: All 9,000 in of my them? blood. Gotta catch All it well. 9- no, your blood's too full of microplastics for PFAs. <laughs> Sorry. Good. A bank account is full. <laughs> Does that
0: ever think? Uh, think a thing? I don't think it is
1: with microplastics and blood. <laughs> 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 Eventually, you become uh, a bionicle. That's the outcome of the microplastics yes, in your so blood. cool. <laughs> and nothing <laughs> I'm else. So
0: drinking more ocean water to get microplastics in
1: <laughs> <end> me. <laughs> oh, all right. I got one more story for Culture oh. War and others. Justice, Depo- this was actually I made sure to put the up like the better story at the end of that, because I know that was a brutal set of stories. <laughs> Justice Department <laughs> files lawsuit against the state of Arizona over restrictive voter registration. This was on July 5th from Justice.gov for immediate release. The Justice Department announced today that it has filed a lawsuit against the state of Arizona challenging voter restrictions imposed by House Bill 2492. 2492- Hold on. I got to readjust this window. There we go. Recently enacted law set to take effect in January of 2023, the United States complaint challenges provisions of House Bill 2492 under Section 6 of the National Voter Registration Act of 1993 and Section 101 of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. House Bill 2492's onerous documentary Proof of Citizenship Requirement For certain federal elections constitutes a textbook violation of the National Voter Registration Act, said Assistant Attorney General Kristen Clark of the National or of the Justice Department's Civil Rights Division. For nearly three decades, the National Voter Registration Act has helped to move states in the right direction by eliminating unnecessary requirements that have historically made it harder for eligible voters to access registration rules. Arizona has passed a law that turns the clock back on progress by imposing unlawful and unnecessary requirements that would block eligible voters from registering rolls for certain federal elections. The Justice Department will continue to use every available tool to protect all Americans' right to vote and to ensure that their voices are heard. the u s. Attorney's Office for the District of Arizona is dedicated to protecting voters in the state, and u s. Attorney General Gary M. Reststrano for <laughs> that's a funny name for the District of Arizona. <laughs> We are proud to join the Civil Rights (laughs) Division in bringing this lawsuit to ensure that all eligible citizens in Arizona have the opportunity to register and vote. Uh, The United States complaint contends that this bill violates the NVRA by requiring applicants to produce documentary proof of citizenship before they can vote in presidential elections or vote by mail in federal elections. When they register to vote using the uniform federal registration form created by the NVRA, This requirement flouts the 2013 U.S. Supreme Court decision in Arizona v. Inter-Tribal Council, which rejected an early attempt by Arizona to impose a similar documentary proof of citizenship mandate on applicants seeking to vote in federal elections. The United States complaint also contends that House Bill 2492 violates Section 101 of the Civil Rights Act by requiring election officials to reject voter registration forms based on errors or omissions that are not material to establishing a voter's eligibility to cast a ballot. The United States complaint asked the court to prohibit Arizona from enforcing the provisions that violate the NVRA and the Civil Rights Act. That was directly from DOJ website that they they are actively pressing charges because of the passage of that bill. Good.
0: That is actually, yeah, I'm glad you didn't know that one. That's a pretty fun story.
1: Yeah, we'll see how it goes, because if it ends up going all the way up to the Supreme Court, we've seen how they've ruled against minorities oh. in voting. But yeah, at least say. at least the Department of Justice is actively attempting to stop this from going through. Come on, do something. <laughs> Poking with a stick. <laughs> all right, that's um, all for that section for me.
0: Cool, I got one that maybe will go into it. It's a Daily Mail article. I mostly chose this one cause it's goofy. It's clear from a biased right-wing standpoint. It's, it's so it's I mean, a little bit of the title of it is woke billionaire revises history or pushing revisionist history. Is it, Anytime is it used,
1: the billionaire that I think it is? Rubenstein? Oh no, I thought it was going to be Soros. No. <laughs> no, no, not this time. <laughs> <laughs> They
0: kept they kept their anti-Semitism hidden for this one. Yeah,
1: yeah I was about to say um, dog whistling away at this one.
0: <laughs> revealed billionaire who backs the restoration of the homes of Jefferson and Madison, where tour guides have gone woke. Made his money exploiting a loophole in Alaska that took advantage of indigenous people. I like this one because it's it's like almost like a investigative journalist article. It's it's it could have just been a story about how a billionaire made his money exploiting people, which is true. That's a real thing that all billionaires do. But instead, it's a gotcha, because also, because woke. And then also the connection here is pretty tenuous as it is. Basically, David Rubenstein, who founded the Carlisle Group, gives millions helping to restore historical monuments. And landmarks, the two of those being the homes of presidents, Jefferson and Madison. But and this is, again, from the article itself, they have little bullet points. But some say the restorations have recast the presidents as sinister racists while downplaying their accomplishments.
1: I don't, if you're not casting the as sinister, sinister racist, then you're not accurately portraying history. What the fuck are you right? talking about? <laughs> Thomas Jefferson... <laughs> What's a rapist? It's so fun.
0: <laughs> he was. It's he was a rapper. That's a rapist. Did you even oh, watch Hamilton?
1: <laughs> yeah. I. What's funny is that they did mention Sally in in Hamilton, but then just 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 the Sally. Will you be a lamb, darling, and open this for me, and not all the rape and uh, impregnation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So basically, they're because Rubenstein invest in restoring monuments and some of those monuments are being I'm using this word lightly reported to be have woke tour guides. Do you know when they're getting that information? Like why do they think this is happening? Reviews of the freaking monuments. Basically Google reviews from people saying there's a bunch of woke nonsense here because they don't like the idea of a president owning slaves whole news company took that and turned it into actually Rubenstein's bad not because he's exploiting Alaskan indigenous people because he did that but also thinks or we don't even know he thinks this racist presidents who had slaves are bad you can't do both of those things
1: what's funny is that he could actually just be like I love that they own slaves so I want to portray that better (laughs) like everyone should talk about this yeah they're like dude this guy owned people that's so awesome like that could be what he's doing but like because you don't have a quote from him or any intention (laughs) whatsoever you're just attributing Fucking, i love (laughs) right-wing journalism (laughs) what's funny is there's no consequence to that because if it turns out that is what he was doing they would just pretend they never said that
0: what's worse is not even like we've seen like a company there assaulting indigenous people He used a tax loophole in Alaska, and that loophole negatively affected indigenous people there.
1: Oh, because they didn't receive the the tax money that they should have. That is not the same as active exploitation. It's it's (laughs) shitty, but that is not the same. (laughs) I don't get how that has anything to do. Also, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, oh, uh, since when do you guys care about that shit?
0: And they don't and that's all of thing. a
1: sudden exploiting indigenous people is bad like woke journalists <laughs> talking about the exploitation of indigenous people <laughs> now who's woke
0: if this had been a different website who just talked about that probably would have been honestly a I, I didn't even see who the author is probably would have been like uh, oh, why are they attacking this billionaire who provides all these jobs for the economy
1: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs>
0: Oh, I just saw KKK. I know what the context is for the KKK reference. They're literally just. They also just post TripAdvisor reviews. <laughs> that, the that's their
1: website. That...
0: <laughs> yeah, daily, uh, Daily Mail.
1: I love that they just... went through all the effort to investigate where he got his wealth to throw that in an article. Well, that's just a fluff piece about wokeism. <laughs> like that is insane effort to just have something to say about him. Like I wonder how many like. Freedom of Information Acts, they had to like request, they had to like issue to get the information that that's where he was able to build his wealth was through a tax loophole in Alaska. Like, that's so many Freedom of Information Act requests for fucking slam piece about wokeism.
0: Oh man, one of the reviews they quote is some dude named Dan A writing, Do your history homework before going so you can appreciate this great American. Oof. the woke tour guy will leave you feeling like he started the kkk i mean no it's worse he literally owns slaves and, and then raped, raped them <laughs> that is arguably worse than just starting the, the kkk, KKK. <laughs> yeah. why do i not know who that person's name is off the top of my head who started the kkk
1: I don't, I don't know. As I know, I hope it was Thomas Jefferson. I hope it was Thomas
0: Jefferson's lineage. (laughs) That would be so fucking funny. (laughs) I need this to happen. Who founded KKK? And I'm on a search list. (laughs) Oh wow, just lame name. Oh James Crow. Hmm. Huh. Uh, as Nathan in Bedford jim
1: grew
0: i think so that's what comes to the mind The
1: very same mm-hmm.
0: john b kennedy calvin jones richard reed that's weird uh, uh-huh. <laughs> the Intergence.
1: what the what I mean, if timeline?
0: no no thomas jefferson did not start the kk
1: he just owned what slaves. <laughs> he, just,
0: he just owned, raped, and murdered slaves. Okay. That's all. He's not bro. a KKK member.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you woke leftist.
0: I'm just going to read a few of these reviews now. They're just fun. Gone woke. I wouldn't give a dollar to the organization. They should go out of business and a real historical organization run it. So far, there is still Mount Vernon.
1: Mount Vernon uh, uh, is not Washington's? Estate,
0: I guess,
1: or plantation.
0: <laughs> yeah, now billionaire Rubenstein is being accused
1: of hypocrisy. It was revealed again. What's the hypocrisy here? Like I- calling out a founding father for owning slaves is once again not the same as tax loophole as a billionaire. <laughs> I. Every billionaire does tax loopholes. Like, yeah, they're shitty, but like, that's not heinous.
0: Sorry, you've done something I don't like, or you've done an objectively bad thing. You can no longer say slavery is bad. Yeah, Your yeah, you does not matter. You have to art. be
1: in support of slavery now because you did a bad thing <laughs> that I don't think is bad <laughs> in any other circumstance. That feels like in my
0: head, you like broke the seal on doing bad things. So you just do all bad things. Okay, everything well, has to be bad I... now, or
1: else you're a hypocrite. <laughs> You're not allowed to do anything morally I, just.
0: I scammed some Alaskans.
1: Time to own slaves. That's, that's the next logical step. Time to cover up slave ownership amongst the founding fathers because <laughs> I exploited some Alaskans. Also, I feel like if you develop an entire like historical
0: monument to a president... You're not hating on him that much. That's a lot of money to invest, and in just be like, "Look at this douchebag."
1: Yeah, just some. I want to open up guy. an
0: entire museum. I hope I am someday extremely wealthy, so I can develop an entire museum dedicated to making. Who was that one douchebag used to follow you on Facebook? Was he it? did the uh, the Clay Clayton Kyle Clayton develop an entire museum devoted to be like. T- Clayton's a shitbag. Y'all should hate Clayton. Millions of dollars invested in this. <laughs>
1: Just any, like, slight that he's ever, like, like investing in his life thoroughly. It's been tens of thousands of dollars to get every minute detail to put it in your museum of shit. <laughs> That's what it would be called. I am, I am woke. Did you guys know that Clayton's a shitbag? Come to my museum and learn more. <laughs> I'm already a billionaire for exploiting I Alaska, so I don't need your money. Just come learn about how much Clayton sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I
1: just... Uh,
0: how... I honestly... I need to know how... woke. I, I can't wait to... I, I want to visit this place one day. And there's just like... a little oh, asterisk mark. Next to was a great man, also might have owned slaves, still a cool guy. Allegedly, slaves. What, is, what the hell is this? Oh, they're talking about what he actually did to the Alaskans. So, what he actually did was apparently called the Great Eskimo Tax Scam, according to an author who wrote an essay about him. Uh, allowed him to profit off of deals made with indigenous people. Wait, mm. it's the Great What? Oh, Alaskan a great Eskimo tax scam. So
1: the (laughs) they're just gonna have like an ethnic slur in the tax scam name.
0: (laughs) Sure are (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um oh they say that's cool like 18 more times too. Basically it it was a loophole that let indigenous people sell their companies that were failing for like cash, and he would fly them out and basically by their companies for like a portion of what they were worth
1: the new york post also published an article on this very thing oh that's
0: because it's the new york post these are, are these, woke billionaire these are daily who trashed
1: mail. the founding fathers has profited off natives is the title of the article
0: <laughs> oh they flew shirking ceos into washington wine and dine them and got them just as hooked on free money as the crap cocaine that drug dealers were just then bringing to America's lower 48. That doesn't even make sense as a sentence. Also, what? Who the fuck says
1: that? Also, yeah, New York Post just does the same thing. They say the TripAdvisor posts or TripAdvisor comments are saying that it's woke. Oh, my God.
0: and it's also like like three they show like three co- reviews oh i don't understand like who whose idea was this article who who made those connections also is this the only thing they could find on billionaires on also
1: billionaire? here's a pro Publica article on this man the patriot how philanthropist david rubenstein helped save a tax break billionaires love a private equity mogul lauded for his patriotic donations has quietly worked to protect one source of his wealth, the carried interest loophole. Like they like, so he was a hero, he's, he's a right-wing hero, except for with, with the perception of wokeness.
0: How dare you acknowledge slavery exists?
1: <laughs> oh, and then, so I'm, I'm looking at all the, basically like there's a bunch of bullshit Websites that have re- basically reposted the same article. ServiceNow.com has <laughs> Who is David Rubenstein? Walk billionaire allegedly made. <laughs> no E at the end of walk, walk billionaire. Eh?
0: Wait, is his money in like ants, rice cookery?
1: <laughs> yeah. Bok choy billionaire. <laughs> 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 it's funny because every other one That's of these a racial web- slur. yeah, every one, every one of these other reposts of the same article has it correctly. It just that one, that one website left the e off woke <laughs> for the same reprint.
0: At least you know that means they didn't just literally copy and paste it. They yeah, had they had to, to actually, actually type
1: it out, basically type it out to misprint it. <laughs> Oh, we strive for excellence. Can you here, imagine right? whatever that website was?
0: Service now, I recall. Uh, there you go. Yeah, I just, I just love that those. It's one of the goofiest things I've had to read through. What I write on these my notes. Boo hoo! People keep talking about slavery when they were also presidents. Why does one ever mention they were presidents? That was me. I, I yeah. said that one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Why does this museum not clearly, more clearly articulate the fact that he was the president once?
0: <laughs> what, what a compliment of Jefferson's do we actually care about that weren't also just bad things he did?
1: I think being president was like the only thing, like did, putting his name on a founding document. Purchase? I'm not sure. Is he
0: the one that did the Louisiana Purchase? He bought a bunch of land Potentially. from French people.
1: Oh, that sounds like so him. He, he did love French people. Yeah, he.
0: so he ended up contributing to Manifest Destiny. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, more bad things. Yeah, that's just... Yeah, Brent, just like, regardless
1: it. of whether it was the Louisiana Purchase or not, he absolutely contributed to Manifest Destiny.
0: I got one more left, and it's, it's not fun, but it's more fun. All right, we'll do that
1: one, then break, and then I've got Texas, California.
0: Heard. So, this one's about more Catholics. My favorite. It was kind of a neat thing. Yeah. Pope's back in the news, basically. That's from the New York Times. The Pope actually went to Canada to apologize for basically all the Catholic education camps. So.
1: burial sites of children underneath churches. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. That
0: that was not specified i mean that's, he did actually call it a, he is a genocide
1: well yeah i mean that once they found all those little kid bodies underneath the churches like that's has to be what he apologized for because that's the only thing then to apologize for at that point anything else doesn't matter at the point where mass graves are found underneath no, churches. Is, you better not be apologizing yeah, for anything really else have,
0: uh, <laughs> not much else you can say it was it was a nice thing he did. It was something the church needs to do at some point in time. If it's going to keep existing, I better at least start apologizing for its, you know,
1: Hainous war crimes.
0: Crimes against
1: humanity. Did you see the picture of him <laughs> least... in a native headdress during that visit? No. So, so what? Okay, so there's two, there's two parts to the story. Ryan sent me the first article of it, and I was baffled because there's a picture of him. In a Native American headdress. And the article he sent me said Pope goes to Canada to apologize, but opens more wounds. And that made it sound really, really, really bad. I could not believe that that was the only like that that this man really was like nobody stopped him from showing up at a headdress of the fucking Native American land. <laughs> so I'm just rolling in the Pope Mobile and doing a racism when you pop out of the car no so i like ryan sent me that That and i was like "Sounds awfully catholic (laughs) it does i was baffled i but i looked further into it he during his apology was a native american chief gave him the headdress as a gift he put it on for a couple of minutes he did not speak while it was on and he stood there for the picture and then took it off so once I saw that, like he knew better than to even say a word while he was wearing it, so as not to be perceived <laughs> as doing. And I'm uh, fighting you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't even don't even yawn. Don't do not cover that yawn. <laughs> don't you do? <laughs>
0: um,
1: uh,
0: I do. There's a, a picture of. Back up, bear. Bear, get off me. There's a bunch of graves up there that are marked with crosses. And that feels mean, like insult to injury. Suddenly marking the
1: graves with (laughs) with your own fucking symbology. This
0: the symbol of the organization that put them there.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, I
0: mean the idea of the cross. That's that's the joke about Jesus and the cross. Like a JFK came back and there were sniper rifles all over the place. (laughs) That's just cruel.
1: I'm still of the mind that nah, JFK's man. head just did that one day. <laughs> there was no shooter. <laughs> um, uh, you should look up the picture of the Pope at a uh, by the way.
0: I do like to see. The... Oh, I think I will.
1: Even though it's not as bad a story oh. as it seemed, you gotta you gotta see that image because it looks real fucking bad. That's
0: that's not gonna be a great image. This does also tie into do you see that there were people oh oh wait this is weird it's i thought not- I, I had an ad for a a costume some of this just looks like like a bad amazon like costume Hol- halloween modeling yeah uh that's not a great image you probably shouldn't have put that on was it explicitly said he should it, put the headdress on?
1: That I didn't look that far Is into that, it. I saw it was a gift. And I that was like, feels like... Yeah. At least he didn't say anything, hey, and it was only for like a minute.
0: <laughs> I in my head, I get the idea that like the the gentleman handed him the headdress as a gift, for, like display or something. Yeah, to put in
1: like a yeah, like a shadow box. But the first thing he did was put it on his head instead. (laughs) Fuck. That would be something. uh,
0: But did you see the the articles about Pope having, like, protesters?
1: Where? Oh, in Canada?
0: Not in Canada. While he was giving a speech in Rome, I believe. I Um, didn't see that. It's not like protest, protest, people holding up signs and stuff saying rescind the doctrine. Basically, they're, they're now there's filing again calls for rescinding the doctrine of
1: destiny,
0: discovery from Papal Law. Do you know what that is? I do not. In case you don't, If our listeners who don't, basically it was an excuse for the church to colonize people.
1: Oh, well, I guess um, I could have guessed that
0: yeah where did it go there's actual wording in here somewhere but essentially it gave like not biblical but like papal authority for people anytime a christian discovers new land that land inherently belongs to christianity now even if the land
1: was occupied so that wasn't really found
0: correct correct yeah that was their religious way of circumventing basic humanity and morals um yeah that is still totally part of catholic law so ted according to the church all land belongs to christians
1: because they found Cause cause they, they founded all the maps filled in so it's all theirs
0: <laughs> exactly yeah we're, they're infesting everywhere right now so this belongs to me
1: mm-hmm. i have google earth so <laughs> i own everything i can see this. but and
0: it's not that this is gonna happen <laughs> but <laughs> things like we're laughing a lot from this <laughs> we've just talked about dead kids again things like apologizing for genocide to acknowledging culpability at least which is a lot more than some organizations do though it's not helpful to the families people who lost loved ones and entire lineages that got ended by again catholics mm-hmm. it does set the pace and precedent for like rescinding doctrines that helped enforce those kinds of behaviors and negating future actions like it also it limits the amount of people who can talk back and say well we're not responsible just because my great 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 granddaddy had slaves doesn't mean i had slaves those kinds of arguments
1: even though i still benefit from the lineage difference (laughs)
0: And if I was legal, I absolutely would own slaves. Yeah. I can't, though.
1: Thanks, Obama.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But like, even like like a formal apology from the South would mean something. It would at least be an acknowledgement that they were on the bad team.
1: Yeah. Rather than proudly flying the insurrectionist flag. Exactly.
0: Someone, a tweet went semi viral on Twitter and it was a map of america and like the top half was the the union states were all in green the bottom was in gray and someone said if you live in one of these green states you don't get to fly the confederate flag and someone shares like you don't get to fly that flag if you're in the gray states either not morally speaking
1: you it doesn't exist (laughs)
0: anymore you shouldn't get to fly that in any states
1: yeah, it's, and that's one of those things like, like Germany now, like having laws that prohibit the owning of Nazi paraphernalia. Yeah. Because of their acknowledgement that what happened was wrong. There, um, there, there are no good Nazis. Sorry. You're not allowed to own Nazi stuff. But in the United States, they collect it because we really loved us some Nazis back then. That's why we hired, that's why we got them out before the Red Army killed them all and hired them.
0: Paperclips. Clippy.
1: Clippy Clippy is is a Nazi.
0: He was in charge of that whole operation. He was. Clippy loves Nazis.
1: Clippy pops up and says, I see you're trying to dog whistle. May I suggest? And on that note, we're going to take a brief break. When we come back, I've got an array of stories from Texas and California. all right so it's gonna seem like i went out of my way to find really bad stories about texas and really good stories about california but that's only half true in that that's all the stories i could find and i was happy to take them for each because everything about Texas news was god-awful and there's a lot of good things happening in California right now and it's not necessarily my bias but I'm not gonna say that you know, anybody <laughs> wants to say it is I'm not gonna stop them so we're gonna start on Texas that way I can hand on a high note so this is a story that I have that's kind of weird it's Ted Cruz is the the name on this story weird is the only way I can describe it so I'm gonna go ahead and do it Texas Tribune. July 27th. Ted Cruz says Texas should repeal its now defunct law banning gay sex. U.S. Senator Ted Cruz, one of the most socially conservative Texans serving in Congress, told the Dallas Morning News that Texas should repeal its now dormant law that bans gay sex. Quote, consenting adults should be able to do what they wish in their private sexual activity and government has no business in their bedrooms, end quote. The Texas legislature passed the law decades ago. It hasn't been enforceable since 2003, when the U.S. Supreme Court decided in landmark ruling that it violated the Constitution. There have been regular attempts by Democrats to repeal the law since, but they have reportedly, or they have repeatedly failed in legislature. But questions over the future of that precedent have surfaced after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade in June. Both the 1973 abortion case and the gay sex case known as Lawrence v. Texas were decided based on the idea of constitutional right to privacy. The court's overturning of Roe caused some to wonder whether other cases based on that privacy right would be next, and conservative Justice Clarence Thomas had suggested that the court reconsider the Lawrence precedent. The court's 2015 landmark ruling legalizing gay marriage was decided under similar reasoning. In recent weeks, Cruz has reiterated his opposition to that decision. He also frequently brought up in his opposition to that ruling while campaigning for president that year in socially conservative states like Iowa and South Carolina. Recently on his podcast, Cruz reiterated his belief that the decision was clearly wrong on the grounds that states not the enacting of federal standards should govern gay marriage policy. Even so, he said, he didn't think that the court would overturn that ruling. You've got a ton of people who have entered into gay marriages, and it would be more than a little chaotic for the court to go do something that somehow disrupts those marriages that have been entered into in accordance with the law. I think that would be a factor that would counsel restraint that the court would be concerned about. But to be honest, I don't think this court has any appetite for overturning any of these decisions. So he thinks that texas should repeal its ban on gay sex which is a good thing because it should even if it's unenforceable it's like the precedent like why do you still have bigoted policies on books it's sort of like biden making lynching a hate crime finally like well how is that not a hate crime already like like everything uh, there's like anyway but then so, so like with the gay marriage thing this is what this is where it got weird like he so he was opposed to the decision in and of itself. Like he doesn't think that gays should have been allowed to get married in the first place, but now that they are married, well, it would be too big of a deal to reverse that because of how chaotic it would make it to annul all those marriages. So, eh, I guess I can say that's a lot of paperwork for me. And if there's I'm one thing on I hate slide. more than gay people, it's paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Ted Cruz. I just like that was such My a next T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I saw it, it's weird because like I, I've been I've been talking about because like we we in the national conversation we've been talking about concert contraceptives and gay marriage but I've mentioned several times that like this also the reversal of Roe or the overturning of Roe has an impact on anti-sodomy laws, which is why it's weird to be that Ted Cruz is the one being like, No, yeah, we should remove our anti-sodomy laws because Ted Cruz, a man who tried to ban dildos in Texas, thinks that the government should not be bothering people in their bedrooms is just the weirdest story that I came across. I didn't really know what to do with it, so I put it in this episode. <laughs> uh, I'm waiting to
0: find out that he's being like blackmailed or like held hostage or something.
1: <laughs> and that was
0: his code word for everyone to come save them. <laughs> yeah, With yeah, something it's so it's ridiculous
1: no one will believe it actually say it <laughs> right the government should not be in people's bedrooms that doesn't sound like Ted maybe he's under duress we don't care <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the
0: opposite of what he's said for a very long time
1: <laughs> Lindsey Graham said that if you executed Ted Cruz on the senate floor the senate was the jury no one would convict you So I don't think they care if he's under (laughs) duress. (laughs) (laughs) Lindsey Graham, his own fucking party member. All right, moving on. Abbott, Texas Governor Abbott. This is CNN, July 29th. Texas Governor Abbott sent more than 5,100 migrants to Washington. Now, D.C. mayor says that her city is at a tipping point, which... I didn't realize he was still doing this. I remember when it happened the first time and then he had to stop because of the backlash. But apparently he's he just sent like five thousand undocumented undocumented migrants to Washington DC in buses and dumped them there. What do
0: they like do when they, they just
1: let them so, out? So so yeah, yeah, they just open the bus and just well, fucking but so like <laughs> this is a really interesting story, actually, and it it it's a testament it to like having a soul so. Washington, D.C. Mayor Mayor Muriel Bowser is asking for aid from the D.C. National Guard to help with migrants being sent by bus from Texas, according to a letter obtained by CNN affiliate WUSA. The mayor's office says the city is now at a tipping point. Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott has been organizing buses to bring migrants to D.C. in an effort to highlight his criticism of Biden administration's immigration policies. According to Abbott's office, more than 5,100 migrants have arrived in Washington from Texas on more than 135 buses. The first bus arrived in mid-April, but city officials and non-government organizations working with the migrants who traveled voluntarily have been increasingly concerned about the pace of arrivals over recent weeks. The mayor's office is requesting to convert the DC Armory, Joint Base Bowling, Fort McNair, or another suitable federal location in the National Capital Region into a processing center for migrants. The regional welcome center established to aid the migrants in Montgomery County, Maryland, is at capacity, according to the request. Abbott's office says that D.C.'s request for help proves his point about the need for White House to better address immigration policies. Washington, D.C. finally understands what Texans have been dealing with every single day as our communities are overrun and overwhelmed by thousands of illegal immigrants thanks to President Joe Biden's open border policy. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Abbott. Abbott's press secretary, Renee Ease, said in a statement to CNN, if the mayor wants a solution to this crisis, she should call on the president Biden to take immediate action to secure the border, something he has failed to do. So I still have I have like a lot more on this story, but I want to pause there. And one, I want to mention that the state of Texas is vast swaths of empty land and the District of Columbia is not a state. And the fact that And the fact that she, the mayor of the District of Columbia, received over a thousand migrants and is trying to convert a military base into like housing is how she's like addressing that speaks to like her quality as a human being. Like she's actually managing a crisis rather than having vast hundreds of miles of unused land and taking the opportunity to ship people to a district to say, what we've been going through with our second biggest landmass on the continent I, like i also also people
0: not as uh, them might, might be but like you're kidnapping thousands of people and then letting your victims loose in an enclosed space uh, yeah so that that's is not the same thing that's
1: another thing as is, people, as people in yeah to texas so the thing is is that he the way that he's covering his ass from like like getting shredded by every federal agency, is that they do have to consent to these trips, but they're in immigration customs camps. They're literally in concentration camps. Like, of course, they're going to want to get sent somewhere, anywhere else other than the state of Texas. Like, if that's not duress, then nothing is. Quote, I've asked for the deployment of the guard as long as we need the guard to deal with the crisis that we expect to escalate, Bowser said. The number of people crossing the border seeking asylum, we expect to only go up and we need to make sure there is a national response, not an ad hoc city by city, state by state response. Bowser also highlighted the differences in the situation in D.C. over other states. We need to ask the president for the use of National Guard, which we know can be very helpful with logistical matters because, like, it's the National Guard, like logistics is their entire, like, purpose because they're not combat. Uh, Dr. Christopher Rodriguez, director of DC's Homeland Security and Emergency Management Agency, said in the letter that the situation is unsustainable. To be clear, I recognize the magnitude of this request, the letter states. DCNG has been there for our local community for prolonged missions in the past, most recently for the COVID-19 pandemic, Rodriguez added, this humanitarian crisis is no less important. D.C. has already facilitated the help of Federal Emergency Management Agency with a $1 million grant. CNN has reached out to the D.C. National Guard. A Defense Department spokesperson confirmed the request from Bowser in a statement to CNN. We can confirm that the Secretary of Defense received a request from the office of the Mayor of D.C., but as this is a pending request, we are not prepared to comment on the specifics of the request at this time. The secretary takes this request for assistance very seriously. He and his team are working through the details and will respond to the mayor's office as soon as the decision has been reached. Which again, like Abbott is manufacturing a legitimate crisis. And then as soon as the mayor asks for help, like, oh, I guess you get to see what we go through with, again, our hundreds of miles of unused land.
0: What a fucking dickhead. I I keep seeing that meme of the dude Setting up paper cutouts of like demons, and then hiding in the corner from demons he made up. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. The, the people of color are just terrify Abbott. <laughs> also, just what a weird
0: and childish idea, in the first place. Some like wily e. coyote nonsense of just shipping thousands of people on a bus to DC.
1: And you know they're near the border, like South Texas, because like so like literally and dc's in the right like top right corner of the map like that is the longest possible distance almost to ship them costing taxpayers who knows how much money just to be a dick
0: (laughs) you could just spend that money helping people
1: yeah you could have housed them all for the money that it took to ship them to dc like
0: all these all these people who are like mansion oh i can't support this bill because they're not watching their budget like they should oh we can't provide money for medicare and for this health insurance and housing for the homeless but we can just i got extra money i got shipping thousands of people across the country for funsies money yeah that's okay that doesn't have need like some kind of regulatory committee over it who's facilitating all of this
1: i assume that the buses are ice because ice would be who was detaining them in the first place ice then had to go and have like a whole training commission on like hey
0: your job is now migrant shipper you ship migrants places
1: i assume they just have people who already drove or deportation buses yeah yeah do you want to go to dc for a week i love i love how they have All they do is complain about gas prices, but then they have like 153 school buses that they're driving from Texas to D.C. You've got that kind of gas money. okay? All right. So next Texas story. New Texas law increasing penalties for abortion providers goes into effect August 25th. The U.S. Supreme Court issued its official judgment on Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, clearing the way for Texas trigger law, banning almost all abortions to go into effect August 25th. The law will increase the criminal and civil penalties associated with abortion, but the procedure is already virtually outlawed in the, in Texas under an old statute that was in effect before the high court decided Roe v. Wade in 1973. The state's two dozen abortion clinics stopped providing abortions almost immediately after the court overturned Roe v. Wade in late June, fearing criminal prosecution under the pre-Rose statutes, which make it a crime punishable by up to five years in prison to provide or furnish the means of an abortion. Those statutes are separate from the trigger law, which the legislature passed in 2021. That law, which is triggered by the overturning of Roe v. Wade, increases the penalties for performing an abortion up to life in prison. The trigger law also says that the attorney general shall bring a lawsuit to seek civil penalty of no less than $100,000 per abortion performed. Both the pre roe statute and the trigger law have only narrow exceptions to save the life of the pregnant patient. The trigger law specifically exempts the pregnant patient from prosecution. While other states trigger laws went into effect immediately, Texas was written to go into effect 30 days after the Supreme Court issued its official judgment, which no rehearings or appeals can be filed. That process usually takes about a month. Immediately after pre row statutes went into effect, a handful of abortion clinics brought a legal challenge seeking to block them from enforcement. Although they were granted temporary restraining order, the Supreme Court of Texas later ruled that the laws could be civilly enforced while the challenge made its way through the courts. So life in prison and no less than $100,000 per abortion performed is the trigger law that goes into effect August 25th in Texas. That's insane. We (laughs)
0: rapists get like a couple years and. Like minimum probation.
1: Yeah. Or like three months and then 10 years probation, three months in the jail.
0: Yeah. Um, oh my God. But their victims could get life in prison.
1: Right. Well, I think it's the, 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 the women were exempt is just the abortion oh, the provider. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a provider.
0: Oh, no, uh, still not great.
1: Yeah. Next, I've got social programs. This was another like harrowing article to read. July 30th from KENS 5 News, San Antonio affiliate. As prices soar, Texas pauses utility bill assistance program. The Texas Department of Housing and Community Affairs is no longer accepting applications for the Texas Utility Help Assistance Program, a buoy for low-income residents struggling to pay skyrocketing electric bills. Due to overwhelming interest in the program, we are currently not accepting new applications for energy bill assistance while we process the ones already in queue. Texas launched the project on July 7th. The department stopped processing applications after less than two weeks. It's not clear if the $50 million fund ran dry or if the state agency was not prepared to handle the demand. Either way, AARP Texas State Director Tina Tran said interest in the initiative demonstrates how rising electric prices have impacted the state's most vulnerable. People are really struggling, particularly older Texans who are often on fixed income, she said. They're past their breaking point as far as what they can afford to do. This week, CPS Energy leaders told San Antonio city leaders the average June electric bill rose from $147 to $225 year over year. Customers are buying more electricity to keep their homes cool. Increasing usage accounts for $37 of the $78 average increase. The utility has also passed natural gas price hikes on its customers. The average residents will pay about $31 more in June to cover skyrocketing fuel prices as the world weans off the Russian supply of natural gas. Many power plant plants rely on fossil fuels to generate electricity. Amanda Nunez, a Northside resident, said she unplugged all appliances in her home after she opened her May electric bill Still, her June bill was $25 more than the month before. She said electricity typically costs her about $140 a month. This month, she owes $375. Utilities are not a luxury, she said. It is a life or death situation for a lot of folks. Though there are local assistance programs available to most Texans, Tran said lawmakers need to consider long-term solutions to lower prices as electricity demand booms. It is really untenable to expect Texans to deal with this every summer. Yeah, it's rough. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like less than two weeks that they just shut the program down. So I'm going to end this episode on a high note and talk about some of the cool stuff California's up to. Anyway. So time for California news. California Governor Gavin Newsom signs new budget creating nation's first tax credit for union dues. That was on the 6th of July. So you'll in the new budget, you'll be able to, it's the budget's titled workers tax fairness credit. You'll get to write off union dues as on your, on your taxes. Oh, yeah. And that's the first, this is the first time that's, that's happened in any state. There's a quote here. While union dues are currently tax deductible, union workers are more likely to not itemize their deductions and therefore do not get the same tax benefit for their dues that higher paid professions are more likely to get for their professional association dues. The creation of this new tax credit was praised by union leaders in a statement released shortly after Governor Newsom signed the new budget. Uh, Executive Director for the United Food and Commercial Workers Western States Council thanked Newsom and state legislators for allowing workers to level the playing field that tries to keep them at the bottom. This enhanced tax break for union members in the new California budget was dubbed the workers tax fairness credit. So it's it's rather than having to itemize every single due payment, you get a tax credit that is capped at 33% of dues paid, like in, in its entirety, rather than having to itemize your dues. Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next, California governor signs gun bill modeled after Texas abortion law. This is from ABC News on July 22nd. California governor Gavin Newsom signed a new gun bill on Friday that is explicitly modeled after Texas's unprecedented abortion law. The state is now the first to allow citizens to sue people who make or sell banned weapons. The bill, Senate Bill 1327, allows Californians to sue those making, selling, transporting or distributing illegal assault weapons or ghost guns for at least $10,000 in damages. Gun dealers who illegally sell firearms to those under the age of 21 could also be liable for damages. The law is modeled after Texas's Heartbeat Act, Senate Bill 8, which prohibits abortions as early as six weeks into pregnancy. That law relies on private citizens filing lawsuits to enforce it by placing $10,000 bounties on doctors, providers and others involved in providing abortion care. Legal experts had predicted that Senate Bill 8 formula could be used beyond abortion after the U.S. Supreme Court declined to block the abortion law last year. Newsom called on his state legislator to pass the similar bill on gun safety. And then a second article on that same topic from Vox, Gavin Newsom's plan to save the Constitution by trolling the Supreme Court. California Governor Gavin Newsom signed into law Friday modeled after Texas anti-abortion law. The what was it? It's a high stakes gambit that will test whether the Supreme Court actually meant what it said in whole women's health versus Jackson 2021, which held that because of Senate Bill 8's unique style of enforcement, it was immune from meaningful judicial review and thus would take effect despite very strong arguments that the law was unconstitutional at the time. Shortly after Jackson was decided last December, Newsom announced that he disagrees with the Supreme Court's conclusion and that states can dodge judicial review of unconstitutional laws, but Newsom also said that if the court's Republican-appointed majority would give this power to states, then he would use it to limit access to firearms. Yeah. The Calo- uh, next one from KTLA, July 1st, California will end arrests for loitering and prostitution. California Governor Gavin Newsom on Friday signed a new state law that will stop police from arresting people for loitering or prostitution, an issue that divided sex workers and advocates during a rare nine-month delay since the state lawmakers passed the bill last year. To be clear... This bill does not legalize prostitution, Newsom said in a signing message. It simply revokes provisions of the law that have led to disproportionate harassment of women and transgender adults he said, noting that black and latino women are particularly affected. The bill will bar police in California from arresting anyone from loiter for loitering with intent to engage in prostitution. Senator Scott Weiner and others supported and other supporters said such arrests decisions often rely on an officer's own perception. While Newsom said he agrees with the intent of the repeal, we must be cautious about its implementation. He said his administration will track crime and prostitution trends for the possible unintended consequences, and if so, work to correct them. For far too long, California law has been used to profile, harass, and arrest transgender and gender nonconforming people simply for existing in public spaces. That was Tony Hong, Executive Director of the LGBTQ rights group Equality California. The measure will also allow those who were previously convicted or are serving sentences to ask the court to dismiss and seal records of conviction on those. Next, California aims to make its own insulin brand to lower prices. This is ABC News, July 29th. A vial of insulin cost $25 in 1995, back when Chris Noble was a five-year-old and just learning about how to manage his type 1 diabetes. Nearly three decades later, Noble says that same vial of insulin now costs $300, a 12-fold increase for something that he and millions like him can't live without. Healthcare advocates have bemoaned for years that insulin, while inexpensive to produce, is held hostage by U.S. healthcare systems, stubbornly resistant to reforms as companies monopolize and maximize profits. Now, with several insulin patents nearing their expiration dates, California is looking to disrupt that market by making its own insulin and selling it for a much cheaper price. Last month, after a few years of study, state lawmakers approved $100 million for the project with $50 million dedicated to developing three types of insulin and the rest set aside to invest in manufacturing facilities. Governor Gavin Newsom and state lawmakers still have many details to work out, including contracting with private companies to do most of the work. But the budget was a put his money where his mouth is moment for Newsom, who has been calling for the state to launch its own brand of generic drugs to lower price of medication. Nothing epitomizes market failure more than the cost of insulin, Newsom, Newsom said in a video he posted to his Twitter account. California is now taking matters into our own hands. California so. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like I saw that. I was like that's that's a really cool story. I didn't I had not heard that up till today. Yeah. July 29th, California poised to restrict bee-killing pesticides. Widely used insecticides that harm bees and songbirds songbirds would face far-reaching restrictions in California under regulations proposed. The new limits would be among the nation's most extensive for agricultural use of neon, I can't say that word, a class of insecticides used to kill (laughs) plant-damaging pests and aphids. The highly potent pesticides have been shown to harm bees, birds, and other creatures. Aimed at protecting bees that pollinate crops, the California Department of Pesticide Regulation proposed rules that would restrict four closely related, that word again, chemicals. Oh, and all four of those chemicals are (laughs) non-pronounceable. Unveiled in February, the rules would limit when and how much could be applied depending on the specific chemical, the crop, and in some cases, the presence of honeybees. California's pesticide regulators are still evaluating public feedback, and there's no specific time frame for finalization. My final story for episode 30, California passes sweeping new plastic waste law, Smithsonian Magazine, July 5th. California's Governor Gavin Newsom signed new legislation last week aimed at reducing plastic waste in the state. The law requires all plastic packaging to be recyclable or compostable by 2032. Additionally, $5 billion will be raised from the plastic industry over 10 years to mitigate the effects of plastic pollution on the environment and human health, mainly in low income communities. Our, quote, our kids deserve a future free of plastic waste and all its dangerous impacts, everything from clogging our oceans to killing animals, contaminating the air we breathe, the water we drink, and the food we eat. No more. California won't tolerate plastic waste that's filling our waterways and making it harder to breathe, Newsom said in a statement. We're holding polluters responsible and cutting plastic at its source. Only about 5 to 6% of plastic waste generated in the United States gets recycled, while 85% ends up in landfills. Per a report generated earlier this year by environmental groups Beyond Plastics and The Last Beach Cleanup.
0: What if I want microplastics in my blood?
1: Well, we already said that your blood bank is full of microplastics, so <laughs> you can't have any more.
0: Having news is trampling my My freedom to eat plastic.
1: I have rights. <laughs> 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 On the trash pile My on the plastics. Pacific Ocean. I have right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm glad California is doing some okay things. That's fun.
1: Yeah, I I actually hadn't heard. Well, I I did hear a little bit about the gun bill that was modeled after the Heartbeat Act. But uh, I would not heard any of those other things until I was just looking around at what was up in California other than fire.
0: <laughs> right
1: which i also i left out because the fire in texas cancels out the fire in california so uh, there's just no news about fires this time
0: (laughs) (laughs) there's there's too many stories about fires so we're just not going to talk about them
1: yeah well like no state is doing better than the other on how much of it is on fire so there's no point in discussing it either way
0: (laughs) (laughs) we are all Equally on fire, so and within lives. the
1: next few years, we'll literally all be on fire.
0: holy oh, so
1: well, that is yeah. all I've got. That that's, is
0: that's that is the news for today.
1: That is how you uh, cast a pod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess I'll
0: throw up episodic reminder that two years ago. It came out that ice facilities were performing unjust or unneeded medical surgeries on women, including hysterectomy, and no one's been punished for it. The doctor who did it has not gone to court. And last news story you can find for this is from still from like April, and that just says that it happened. News, no news is bad news.
1: I can't believe that nothing has come of that, especially because uh, like. I saw it was like, so insanely like earth shattering when we talked about it on episode two of this podcast. Yeah. I can't believe that nothing's, nothing's come of that. You
0: no, know, someone on Twitter posted that the facility is shut down. I have not looked into that yet. Last time I looked into it, they were still accepting inmates, accepting people. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I remember that being the last update we got was that they were slated to close down, but we're still actively taking in inmates or prisoners.
0: Yeah, i um, will see if the Google page still says they're open.
1: While he does that, remember to drop so by our 8 Patreon for video episode. Did you say it opens at 8 a.m.? Yes, yep. yeah, God it did. Fucking damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. um. So, well, uh, news may be old, but it's still happening, and all of it's Uh, awful. It's all awful. I don't know. We should have like a puppy hour. Yeah. This episode, we're just gonna talk about puppies.
1: (laughs) Or we gotta cash in. Play like play some Mario Party or something.
0: Alrighty. All us on social medias or in life. I've never had a stalker. Go ahead, give me one.
1: That'd be interesting. Uh,
0: My Yeah, that would be a super fan, an ADD super fan.
1: <laughs> Other than our CIA agents.
0: <laughs> Other than our CIA agents who are, you yeah, know, always right there for us.
1: We're bored out of their minds, um, having to listen. Let's do this for six, six hours. <laughs>
0: these guys are so mean they're always talking shit about us <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you think we ever hurt their feelings
1: i mean yeah so, so until uh, episode 31 which will happen when it happens See then the s- s- news s- send the news <laughs>